Aleluia. Aleluia. Praise God. All right, take your seats very briefly. <coughs> very briefly. I'm going to just tell you what God told me to tell everyone in this room today. Praise God. How many of you enjoyed the worship session? Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, I feel sorry for you. This is how heaven will be. This is all we'll be doing. This is all. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how many of you enjoyed the worship session? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. John 4, verse 1. From verse 1. God asked me to give you guys a specific message. Because I was, I was just wondering, God, this is worship. Let's just, let's just worship, you know. <clears throat> and he asked me to tell you that what you experience today, you can actually have it at home. Tell your neighbor you can have it at home. You can have it at work. Anywhere you can have an intimate moment with God. And that is what God seeks. It's wonderful when we come together and fellowship together. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful and it's beautiful. But God also wants a one-on-one. -on -one. God wants a time where it's just you and him. Just you and him. Nobody else. No crowd. No show. No nothing. Just you and him in fellowship. Minister Wale and Pastor Chike talked the last two weeks about the power of your worship. But the most potent, or should I say, what makes your worship potent is your private time of worship. This general worship is great. It's wonderful. Don't, for, don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. But when you are with God one-on-one, -on -one, God told me four things happen when you are with him one-on-one. -on -one. Pastor K talks about it on Sunday. He talked about the power of the prayer of fellowship. That it's relationship that brings results. And that relationship can only be built one on one. I wish I had a charge. In fact, when God told me this evening, I said, ah, ah. Minister Wally came and said, dude, dude, dude. all of you were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Chiketu came. Everybody was, why must I be the one to tell them? Why, why can't you send another person? Praise God. But I will do what I've been asked. So Jesus used this parable to explain what happens when you have one-on-one. -on -one. Not a parable, a story. There was a lady. Jesus was, you know, going around doing his thing. But he needed to spend one-on-one -on -one time with a Samaritan lady. With a Samaritan woman. And this woman was a sinner. This woman was a sinner. He said, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that, where are my eyes? Okay. That he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. I think you need to jump to verse 3 where he left the disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Verse 4. Now he had to go through Samaria. See, God himself said, I have to go to Samaria to meet somebody. Verse 5. And so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, whatever. 
near the, near the plot of ground Jacob um, had given to his son Joseph, verse 6. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw, near, draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. Verse 9. He said, Now the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritan. Some of you are here with God. I'm a sinner, and you are holy. How can you associate with me? Some of you are here. Verse 10. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is it that asks you to for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. I'll stop here. The first thing that happens when you fellowship with God is that God reveals himself. God reveals himself. See, you think you have... A lot of people have heard of God. They've not really had a revelation of God. When you have a revelation of God, no one can convince you that God does not exist. That is a figment of your imagination. God, see, Jesus Christ encountered this sinner, and the first thing he did was reveal himself to her. God will reveal your, see, when you spend time with him, you begin to understand. You can't, how do I say it? You can't really completely understand God, but you, be, you get a glimpse into his character, into his nature, who he is, what he can do. So when you see God, when you have a revelation of God in any area, so for example, I, I have a revelation of God concerning money, so I know I can't be poor. It doesn't matter how I bend it. It doesn't matter what I do. I have a revelation of God. I understand God when it comes to money. So no matter, even if I don't have any money in my pocket now, I'm okay. Because all my bills will be paid. All my needs will be met. I don't need money. I know God. I know money is a tool. God can give me directly or he can give me through somebody else. I have an understanding. You have to see in the presence when you have one on one time with God, you understand God. God reveals, He opens Himself to you. He opens Himself. So it's no longer book knowledge. God is not just El Shaddai, Elohim, Elo, everything. When they say God is the God of the angel armies, when God has fought a battle for you, you will know without a doubt. That you can't see when Pastor M says you can't offend me, it's because there have been battles won. Both the one she knows and the one that she does not know. God reveals Himself to you. Let's go to the next verse. Then she said, Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. She's still doubting God. She doesn't know who God is. He said, Where can you get this living water? Verse 12. He says, are you greater than our father Jacob? You see, she still has her old knowledge. You gave us the well and drank from it and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock. Verse 13. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. He said, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. 
Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. He's still, all this while, she's saying, who are you, safe? Which power do you have? And God is just, that is, he's revealing, let me tell you, I'll give you something that you will never lack. You will never need. I am that I am. He's showing you who he, and this thing only happens one-on-one. One-on-one. This depth of knowledge it's a one-on-one experience. It's not some see. Nobody can explain my husband more than me. If you like, you think you know him. If you like, say I've known him from childhood and something. He's my brother. I knew him twenty years before you came to the house. Thank you. There is. I have spent time with him over eleven years one-on-one. Do you understand? I know where to oppress, and you will say yes. I know where to oppress, and you will say no. I know how I'll do it. I'm saying, I'll leave this man. No matter what you know, you have knowledge of him. I have revelation knowledge of him. And see, this revelation knowledge of God is not open to just pastors. Ha! It's open to us all. And it happens one on one. Intimacy. Konoya. You are with him, man. I can't explain. But for 15. Verse 15. Let's move to the second one. Then woman said to him, Sir, give me the... Uh-huh. So now she has gathered sense. He has introduced himself to her. Then she has gathered sense. He said, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. She's still... She, she's okay. He, she now, he now says... He, he told her, Go and call your husband and come back. He says, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. Number two, you are revealed. In the presence of God, you get to know you. You think you know you, but you don't really. The person that created you will tell you who you are. You are revealed. He begins to tell you that behavior, drop it. This one is good, that one is bad. You talk too much. You do. You are revealed. Your true what you were created for is revealed in that intimate moment with God. It's great to have fellowship in public, but in private, there's some level. God will tell you secrets. Let's open to Second Corinthians three, verse sixteen to eighteen. Message translation, very quickly. It says, whenever though. They turned to face God as Moses did. Anytime you face God, the Bible says Moses spoke to God face to face. Yeah. God removes the veil. And there they are, face to face. The encounter that Moses had with God in the burning bush, nobody else was there. It was a face to face encounter. It was a personal encounter. Verse 17. He said, they suddenly recognized that God is a living and personal presence. Not a piece of chiseled stone. God becomes real to you. He said, and when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is no longer recognized as absolute. We are free of it. Verse 18. He said, all of us, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter, more beautiful, as God enters into our lives and we become more like him. In the presence of God, God will remove the veil. You, you will see him. 
then you will see you. You really, you understand your nature. When they say you are a child of God, you will really understand what it means to be a child of God. It's no longer just something that just means said, that you just hear in church. In the presence of God, when you are face to face with him, he tells you about you. And that's what happened to this Samaritan woman. He told her, let's go back to that verse. He told her about her. He revealed, verse 18. And I said, in fact, he said, you have, in fact, your own problem is plenty. You didn't, you know, not that you just, you've had five. Eh? And the man you are now with is not even your husband. What you have just said is quite true. That's what the woman said, verse 19. He said, sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Again, this woman, her carnal mind, praise God. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that this place where we must worship is in Jerusalem, verse 21. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, verse 22. He said, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews, verse 23. He said, yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. When you're in the presence of God, God will tell you his plans. God will show you the future. Both your future and even future of people around you. Both your future and people around you. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you. See, when God created you, he created you with a plan in mind. He didn't just say, ah, just send Obolo. And Obolo just land. He did not say, oh, 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 what do I do? What do I do? No. When God created you, Obolo, he had you in mind. He had a plan for you. And it's only in the secret place you get to know that plan. It's not public. It's not public. This type of information is not something you share publicly. It's, it's one-on-one intimacy. It's one-on-one time with God. And he will tell see, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. He won't just tell you things just about... In fact, God... There's some people here, God wants to tell them things about industries. He wants to tell you things about Nigeria. He wants to give you ideas, concepts. The Bible says, call on to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. God has so many things he wants to share with you, but it's only in that private place. It's only in that intimate place. Some of us, our worship life is so dull that this is the only place where you worship. If this is the only place where you worship God, you are missing. You are missing a lot. You are missing so much. I can't, I can't, I can't begin to explain how my life seems. When I, when I gave my life to Christ, I... I, was, I had a lot of intimate moments with God and I spent time with God. But somehow, when I got married, there's a way life will make you so busy. You tend to forget that it is the intimate moments with God that strengthens you for the rest. So I got so busy, I was now struggling. I was struggling. Sometimes I would rush and just say, Oh God, you know I love you, God. You know, you know now, you know. And I'll move. And over the past two years, I struggled with it. And I knew that it wasn't just complete. And I was in church. See, you can't play church. Because this story I'm telling you, I was already minister. You can't play church. 
You can play church. You can come here and be wasted. In fact, Pastor M, there was one video that Pastor M put up, Amos 5, something about conferences. You can play church. You can come to church. You can be a worker. You can be doing everything. And still, that intimacy that God desires. He said he desires those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So that intimacy that God desires is missing. And that is the cocoa. See, let me tell you, nothing should replace your personal time with God. Not your children, not your husband, not your job. Definitely not your job. Because they can fire you at any point in time. They can wake up tomorrow morning somebody, and somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed, fell on the door. I said, okay, you fire, you fire, you fire. Anything happen. We, uh, are we not in this country, Nigeria? Where you even get a job, they won't pay you. Nothing should replace that intimacy with God. It's critical for your survival. See, let me tell you, tell you something. The devil is trying to make you busy. Because he knows that if you are busy, you won't get to know who you are. If you are busy, you won't get to know what has been in store for you, what God had planned for you. If you are too busy, ha. Like they say, if you are too busy for God, you are definitely too busy. Amos 5 verse 21, he says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and your conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion, religious project, uh, charity. I must give to charity on my birthday. Well done. You, some of you think that's, that's what makes you go to heaven. No, I must give to charity on my birthday. Look, he's tired of your religious project. He said your pretentious slogans and goals. You're a pretender. You don't know God. You just pretend you do. If you know God, some things will change. Remember, in the presence of God, you are revealed. He says he's tired of your pretentious slogans and goals. He says, I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. Lege, lege, mazu, mada, they must know I'm spiritual. Lege, baba, bada. It's not by that. Does God know you? Do you know God? When he speaks to you, do you hear? That is it. Look, he said he's tired of your image making. Coming to church for me, I'm a Christian. Jesus, baby, born again. <laughs> it's not by what is on your DM. What's his profile? Bio, thank you. It's not by what is on your bio. Because a lot of Jesus, baby, by the time you go down, Jesus, baby, Jesus, something else you see, oh. It's something you see, oh. You'll be hearing sounds like, drop it, drop it. It's not by that. It's, it's not by that. It's not, it's not even by singing in the choir. Can I go there? It's not by all oh, raise up your holy hands and uh, let's give a God a praise. He, uh, look, when you people are singing and when you are worshipping, we know the difference. Some of us, we know. When you came to perform, we know. We know that it's boys they are trying to attract. We know. <laughs> you think we don't know? It's not by being in the choir, Joe. Come and sit down. Go and sit down. It's not even by being a pastor. Having the title pastor. It's not by that. It's not by being HOD. Stop this pretense. He said, I've heard all I can take of your noisy ego songs. You are singing because you want people to hear that you have a good voice. Where don't ma? The worst one is worship will be going on, then you'll be doing YouTube video. What are you videoing? Uh, can I be real? 
What are you recording? We are entering into the holies of holies. Are you recording how heaven will be? I don't know. What are you recording? Then, then they will record them, record themselves also worshiping. Then they will post. I was in church. If I entering into the presence. Oh, entering <laughs> image, image, and you know, I'm sorry, not to be, not to be offensive, but Ireland, we like to pose. Ah, what is it? What do you have? You would like to pose. It's a, uh, worship. Mm, mm. Uh, who is looking at you? Ha! Look, he said that he's tired of your noise ego. He said, when was the last time you sang to me? Intimacy. When was the last time that you just said, God, you woke up in the morning and said, God, this first hour, just you and I. Nobody else. Lord, I love you. Intimacy. See, there's a way when God even enters, when you, when you spend time with God, there's a way your day goes. It goes differently. Nobody can look. Love you, Jesus. God is good. Everything, like today, I got like five bad news, but I had spent my one hour work with God. Everything I had, guess what my response is? It is well. It is well. Every bad news. They, it was like they wanted to distract me today. Bad news upon bad. This person has resigned. That person has gone. It is well. There's a way your day goes. They say there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make sense to the human mind that you are at peace. But you, well, why? Because you spend your time with the Almighty. And he has told you, girl, I love you. There's a way, see. He said, when last did you sing to me? Do you even know what I want? Do you even know, see, do you even know what God wants for your life? He wants intimacy so he can tell you. So he can tell you. Intimacy. Intimacy. So I'll wrap up by saying this. When last did you sing to God in your private time? Just you and him. No phone. No Twitter. No IG. No distraction. No children. No husband. In fact, I was telling you a story that I had missed my intimacy with God. And... I had been saying, God, I really need to know what can I do to get it back. And God told me, start walking. In fact, how, how did it start? A group of us wanted to pray by 6 a.m. So God told me, rather than sit in your house and pray this prayer by 6 a.m., stand up and walk. So I would, I would wear my sportswear and I would start walking. And I'll be, I would first of all pray this group prayer. Then I found that after I prayed this group prayer, I stayed another 10 minutes in God's presence. Before I knew it, I stayed another 15 minutes. Sometimes I'll be walking for two hours in God's presence. And then as the group meeting faded away, I got used to, I had created a habit of just walking with God in the morning. So I walk with him in the morning. See, my two knees hurt me. They do. They hurt me sometimes when I walk. And my husband would say, this is your need. I said, I'll just be coming. He said, this is your need. I was so hot. I said, let the need go safe. I said, ask if you ask him. I said, if any, he said, this is your need. I don't, let, you don't even know. I said, my sanity, my sanity is connected to that walking. 
there's, there's something that he does to me when I stay with him. There's just something. There's just something. He, look, when you're with God, Nigeria is no longer a problem. Your job is no longer a problem. What come may, you have the Almighty with you. So this evening, I'm go- I want you to rise and pray and say, Father, help me. What do I need to change to have an intimate moment with you? The same prayer I prayed like two years ago. I want you to pray it. Father, I'm tired of this, having the image of a Christian but lacking the power thereof. Open up your mouth this evening. Father, teach me. Teach me to walk with you. Teach me to spend time with you. Teach me. I want to know what to do or what to do to spend some time with you. An intimate moment with you that I may know you more and you may know me more. Father, you know me even more than I know myself. That I may even know myself more. For in your presence there's joy forevermore. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, oh God. Teach me the steps to take, oh God. Oh, deeper. Take me deeper, oh God. Take me deeper, oh God. Open up your mouth this evening. There has to be a desire for God to give you a solution. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.